tis the season for giving. And to celebrate the start of the most joyous time of year, DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all players the opportunity to cash in on a no-brainer this Thanksgiving. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a chance to double your money if either Baltimore or Pittsburgh scored a touchdown in Thursday night's game. All it takes for you to double your money is one touchdown. Yes, you heard that right. All you have to do is opt in to the promotion, place your bet, and then sit back and watch the ball enter the end zone easy as pie. On top of that great offer, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. The holiday season is a time for family, so curl up on your couch with your favorite sportsbook and make it rain. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you the chance to double your money if either Pittsburgh or Baltimore score a touchdown in Thursday night's game. That's right, all it takes is one tutty and you double your money when you use promo code DNVR during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, welcome to That's Good Broncos podcast. I am Brandon Perna here with Will Keys, a renowned football scientist and psychologist and physical therapist and yep. former offensive coordinator. Basically, Will knows everything you need to know to have a podcast and talk about football. Today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, so make sure you check out DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DNVR when you sign up to get their can't-miss offers. Also brought to you by <laughs> my coffee company that has launched today, BenchWarmerBrew.com. Uh, just some really, really good fucking coffee. Medium roast beans that are gonna knock your taste buds through the back of your skull. Um, I'm working, I've got a lot of slogans. Since it's my coffee company, I can say whatever I want. And your eyes are not betraying you. The print of my logo on this mug is a little off kilter. <laughs> so very, very classic, that's good sports. And of course the big boss, as I mentioned, we had no idea was going to be printed on the back of the mugs, but, uh, here we the are. Beans, the beans are good. And we partnered with the <laughs> FAYA Foundation. So every purchase you make um, through our, our store helps feed somebody in need. So you can feel good about getting my coffee. Benchwarmerbrew.com should have a link in the description. That launched today, uh, Friday, on the main That's Good Sports channel. Top five gingers in NFL history. I'm editing that right now. But today, we're just going to talk about the Denver Broncos. Uh, this is also going to be, I guess, our prediction episode for Broncos Saints. Since we've got the holidays, Will and I are going to take a couple days to get a little R&R. &R. Uh, also because my family's doing Thanksgiving on Friday, so my whole schedule got messed up. Um, okay, 
I'm done. You can talk now, Will. That's all I had to say. Cool. No, excited for some coffee. I need yeah, to get you some. I need a good medium roast in my life. Oh, and you know what? I think with the mugs, uh, you don't like the big boss now, but it'll it'll start to grow on you. No, people, it's it's so funny that we screwed that up or just didn't realize big boss. Like that's yeah. something I would never have, obviously, like on the back of a mug or a shirt. But now that it's there, it's really funny. Uh, it's like it's that like nice when ironic get. So, yeah. Yeah, or it's like when, um, like you get like a workout, you see like a workout shirt that's like I'm the man, or like I'm the boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've uh, sometimes like when I'm working out in my basement, I'm like I should do a fitness YouTube channel, and then on my unfinished basement wall, just have like a uh, like as my constant backdrop is a quote that just says something like, uh, you know. Um, shitty motivational fitness guru quote type thing (laughs) like you always see like I I know at the Denver Broncos facility they have like iron sharpens iron and which you know if if that helps you play football better yeah go for it (laughs) I've never been in the the heat of a moment doing something important and thought you know Remember that quote, Brandon? That's going to get you through this. <laughs> yeah, it's so- something like just totally circular that makes no sense. Like you can't learn to be strong without first strengthening your will to yeah. get stronger. <laughs> Muscles don't grow themselves. Yeah. The brain is the biggest yeah. muscle. One more rep. <laughs> muscle does not grow the man. The man grows the muscle yeah exactly exactly some shit like that (laughs) yeah yeah well i'm looking forward to when uh this channel eventually dies and we have to we're forced to to do that yeah i mean any day now yeah i've got an idea for a second channel i just need the time to do it uh yeah i mean I, i was already tossing out ideas with um come on man but it's for like impropriety like Jeffrey Tubin masturbating on Zoom. <laughs> we yeah. just cut it to ESPN going, come on, man. Yeah, it's just news stories about guys getting busted <laughs> yeah. for jacking off in places they shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a hit. Yeah. Louis C.K., come on, man. <laughs> all right, all right. We got a football game to talk about, whatever. Yeah. I guess uh, – so here's the first point I wanted – uh, to mention because we saw Drew Locke play a little bit better this last weekend um, after you know a shaky start really was safe with the football made enough plays to to get the Broncos a win and as you know you, we're, we've been critical of him lately which I think is just but we've also said you got to be patient with him and it's hard like when a quarterback looks really bad it's hard for you to go, oh, he can, he can be the, the guy if he just gets a chance to learn and develop. But that is true for quarterbacks. And I think a good example right now of why Broncos fans should have some patience with Drew Locke is Garrett Bowles. Because Garrett Bowles, like Drew Locke, had the talent coming out, and he struggled mightily at a very important position – 
And I think most of us thought he could not get better. Like it was just going to be the way he played. There's going to be penalties. There's going to be mistakes. But I think this week he is officially the top rated tackle on pro football focus for what that's worth. And he's probably the only Bronco who might actually get a pro bowl nod outside of maybe Brandon McManus. <laughs> so yeah. his development gives me hope after seeing a, a decent Drew Locke game that being patient with Drew Locke is the correct answer. I was just thinking about that today. So had to get that. No, off. I think, I think that's, I think that's wise. I think you can also point to the fact that Drew Locke is currently in his second year, a year younger than Garrett Bowles was when he got drafted back in 2017. Yeah. But he's still, you know, Sam Darnold was like 21 his rookie year. <laughs> he's like 23 now. And Sam Darnold is still seven years younger done. than Drew Locke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Sam Darnold doesn't have his driver's license yet, but we yeah. expect him to fix the New York Jets. Give it time. Like, I guess my whole thing has been uh, you can't say whether or not to to move away from a guy before you know what the alternatives are. Right. I think to just be like, okay, well, that was a bad season. Goodbye. It doesn't make any sense because you don't know if you're going to be in position to draft a guy right now. You don't know what the free agent or trade options are going to be like. And, you know, you'd rather just not. I think it's easier not to do that, especially how fucked up of a year it's been. Uh, so, you know, I, I think it'll – I think we'll get another year. I, you know, people kind of had mixed reviews of how he played against the Dolphins. I thought that was a really, really good performance after the the first drive, and it doesn't show up because it, you know, the final stat sheets like you know, two hundred seventy yards, yeah. zero touchdowns, one pick. You don't have to throw. You don't have to throw five touchdowns to to have a good game. You kind of just no. have to defer to your running game and make the plays uh, that are asked of you, and that's what I thought he did. Yeah, honestly, like, you want you want your quarterback to only have to throw for, like, 200, 250 yards and maybe right. a couple touchdowns, and, and, and you have the, the run game going. And one thing, like, we talked about, I think, in the postgame recap, that it looked like they actually had more designed, like, bootlegs or, or rollouts for Drew Locke. And he converted two first – I forgot that he had two. He converted two first downs in that game uh, with his legs or at least made two, like, solid runs that were sort of key. Yep. And it's just like I just want to see more of that from him where you just get that extra added benefit of your quarterback moving the chains and it's not just, you know, him throwing the ball. It's they can run it with the running back. He can run it, and he can throw it. And when you have to defend all three of those things, it makes it a little bit tougher for the defense. And the Dolphins, in heading into that game, their defense was playing as good as any defense, I felt like, in the NFL. So uh, the fact that they performed against uh, it, – because it, it's not like they played, you know, I'm trying to think, like the, the Seahawks and eked out a win because their defense was fucking terrible. It's – a good defense. They performed well. And then the Broncos defense, you know, played very well against, you know, an all right offense. So, yeah, it, it brought 
some positive sort of feelings back into my body about the Broncos. And like we've said before, if there's a season for your quarterback to go through some terrible growing pains, this is the one. Like, if you want Drew Locke to have some of his worst performances so he can grow, this is the season to do it because it's a shitty, weird season that will never be remembered fondly in history. Setting that up, I think we, the we might not even, we might not, yeah, exactly. We might not even remember it at all. <clears throat> yeah. I'd, I, like uh, to, I'd, I'd like to do that. You know, you know when they they show like stock NFL films footage for like promos or stuff like that. It's going to be so weird because there's going to be uh, these slow motion shots of like players running the end zone with like the fans in the background. And then there's going to be some where there's just like an empty stadium. Right. That's just gonna. We're all like we're always going to be like subconsciously reminded of this for for years and years and years. And I'd rather we just like burn all the tape after this yeah. season's over. Fair enough. Burn it all. Except for uh, Bryce Callahan and Garrett Bowles film. Yep, that's the Keep stuff that. that matters. It is strange that like out of all years, this is the one that they play well or show up or, you know, are healthy, right. whatever. Kind of strange how that works. Either way, uh, hey, we've got the, we got the Saints and um, there's no fans in the crowd to – potentially boo the Broncos on Sunday. Yeah, that, that'll that help. Um, Taysom Hill. Who's it, yeah, it going to help? It's the Taysom Hill Saints offense is going to be interesting to, to see how the Broncos play against that. Uh, I'm a little, a little concerned that he's going to be hard to defend since he will probably run frequently. Um, Agreed. I mean, I don't know. The the defensive line looked good against Miami with Tua. So uh, even though Taysom Hill is like 47 years old and getting his second start, he's still a, a new starting QB. Older can than just... Brock Osweiler. What's that? Older than Brock Osweiler. Oh, shit. And Osweiler's already retired, huh? And he's already retired. Yep. Wow. Kind of crazy. That's really crazy. It? feel old yet yep yes feel a little bit old yeah 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 i mean Taysom hill is what tim tebow could have been if he had a a, a decent throwing mechanic to help him yeah i kind of wish tim tebow had gone to like sean payton or I mean, I guess he was with Belichick, and Belichick couldn't really do anything with him. Uh, Tebow just, like, he wasn't – he still wasn't as good of a, a passer as no. Taysom Hill. He was the worst passer I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when it's all said and done, it was like, was, was he really worse than Paxton Lynch, though? Oh, no, I it, mean – It looked it looked worse. It was, like, the it, ugliest. Oh, yeah, it looked uh, bad, and it was inaccurate, yes. but – um, it was just like a, it was beyond repair, I think at, at that level. It's not yeah, like, well, he just, right. it's not like Drew Locke overthrowing deep balls and you're like, okay, you just need to set your feet and, you know, hopefully you connect on 20% more of those. It was like, where do we start to make this okay? <laughs> right. 
Well, his torso and his arms were just too jacked and imbued with the Holy Spirit to have a compact throwing motion. Yeah. And that's really what killed him. Yeah, and it's like I'm not trying to dump on Tebow. He was he provided me with some of the greatest football uh, victories I've witnessed as a Broncos fan. I just every week was like, oh, man, there's no way this is going to last. But Taysom Hill plays a similar style in that he is a big, ripped, fast, white quarterback who waited until marriage to have sex. And now he's, uh, he's running a team, and he can throw. I think, like, that was my takeaway from the Saints yeah. game is he can make – He can throw. He can make a lot of the throws. He's, he's not the best thrower, but, I mean, he had Michael Thomas drop a perfect throw. He hit Emmanuel Sanders deep. That was called back, but he also severely underthrew Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> I felt like Sanders ran 10 yards back to the ball, which was very effective because the defenders just kept running the other way. Yeah. So, like, I think he can make some mistakes that will keep the Broncos in this game, but there's enough offensive talent that if he's just safe with the football, the saints could run away with this one. <laughs> I'm like trying to decide like what I think might actually happen. I realize like watching Peyton Manning and, and every Broncos quarterback uh, for about four years there, the lesson is to always underthrow Emmanuel Sanders and he'll come back and adjust for it. Yeah. And that's what Jimmy Garoppolo didn't realize in the Super Bowl. You made the one thing you can't do, and that's overthrow Emmanuel Sanders. Exactly. <clears throat> that's what fucked us up. Yeah, somebody – uh, uh, you know. <laughs> I was a 49ers fan that day. Yeah, no, we were, we were big Niners fans during the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. Uh, you know, Probably the Niners. Super Bowl, I've rooted for the Niners. Uh, I think I rooted – did I root for them against the Ravens? Yeah, that was like I didn't care who won that game. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, you know, I was watching with a house full of 49ers fans. Uh, yeah, so. I wanted the the Ravens to I win am. that because it would uh, make the, the loss, the Broncos' loss in the playoffs a little more palatable. It was like, See, oh, I don't they know. lost I, to the I, Super Bowl champions. Okay, fine. That's always an argument. That's an argument, yeah. but – I don't know, because then, like, you have to always relive that when they talk about that team. True. And you see that team win, and, like, they get the trophy, and they go to the White House, and you're like, ah, they're here because of Raheem Moore. And, uh, like, the America's game, they show the same play in slow motion footage. So I'd, I'd rather they just, like, uh, if they had lost the next round, you know, probably be the best outcome. Although then it would have been the Patriots, so. Yeah. You can't get what you want in this league. That's the problem. We can never just have like a uh, just a fun Super Bowl where I can relax and be happy with the outcome. Like we can't just have Buffalo, Arizona this year. Can't yeah. we do that? That'd be amazing. Can I just relax, have 20 beers, and watch Josh Allen versus Kyler Murray? Oh, that would be such a fun – I mean, we already saw it, but – and it was the best yeah, game of the year. So just make just it happen it again. again. Let's do it again. And so it's going to be like Chiefs. Uh, I don't know if there's any team in the NFC that would give me conflicting feelings there. Chiefs, Seahawks. Oh, no. It'd be, well, it'd be Chiefs, Bucks. Chiefs, Bucks. Yeah, that, that's my worst. Ah, God damn it. That, that's I my worst case scenario. 
I can kind of see it happening, but after after Monday, maybe I can't. They looked really bad. That's the thing. They looked bad. Uh, Tom Brady would probably lose that Super Bowl and uh, not shake anybody's hand. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a wuss. What a wuss boy. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like you get, you know, we understand why he didn't shake Nick Foles' hand because he's still embarrassed about that loss. He beat Jared Goff in the Super Bowl yeah. two years ago. What's what's the big deal? Get over it. Come on. Get over it. Just shake his hand. It's, so, it's like so stupid to even talk about that. But I know. People were. He threw, so, he threw two of the worst interceptions. Oh, it was That's, so nice. Yeah. It was great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching that game just as I thoroughly enjoyed the Saints dismantling the Buccaneers. And if the Broncos have to lose to the Saints so they can uh, best the, the Buccaneers, then fine. If that's the contribution Denver makes to keeping Tom Brady away from the Super Bowl, fine. But after the Saints game and after that loss to the Rams – I don't think the Bucks have a real shot of even getting to the Super Bowl. It's just like – It doesn't feel like it. There's, there's all the talents there, but it's not the same well-coached team that Belichick put on the field with Tom and the Patriots, right? Like the Bucks are just – they're going to make mistakes. Like the team is just going to make enough mistakes to lose too many games. They can blow anybody out when they're in sync, but uh, – if, if Tom's struggling, yeah. his deep ball looked horrible. He was making some bad decisions. And Goff made some, you know, two bad throws that kept Tampa into the, in the game. It was just – and Aaron Donald didn't do anything in that game to really help the Rams. Like, if they play again, you would expect that maybe Tom Brady is actually under pressure more. Uh and also, uh, it just means Von Miller all-time better than Aaron Donald because two Super Bowls, Von Miller got Super Bowl MVP, Aaron Donald lost to the, the Patriots, and then in another primetime game, where, what happened to Aaron Donald? Where was he? I didn't, didn't see, him. see him. I don't even know if he was playing. <laughs> I don't care if he was double or triple teamed. I didn't see him touch Tom. Yeah, you got you to gotta hit Brady once. Yeah, come on, Aaron. Yeah, plus like seeing Brady in those like all pewter uniforms, just so bizarre. Still, yeah, it's yeah. kind of perfect, I guess, for this weird year. But uh, yeah, I think I think the tweet I I saw that was my favorite. Somebody's just like, it looks like the Rams need to wash their uniforms. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I think like just awful. rolled around in mud. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, rolled- the Rams. Yeah, it's like it's like an old undershirt that you've worn too many times. It just has that yellowy, grayish sort of tinge to it. It just looks like your like your gym shirt from freshman year of high school. Exactly. You know. Yep. You got it's just been sweated on, and the colors have been running forever. And you see Jalen Ramsey out there with the short sleeves, like the the loose short sleeves, and you're like, ah, I don't know if I trust him anymore. <laughs> uh, but. Who knows? Like maybe, maybe the Rams are a team that can get back to the Super Bowl. It feels like they've been lifted of the the curse of Todd Gurley, and they paid to get him out of there, and it worked. And every running back they they give the ball to now or throw to is just as capable as Todd Gurley is in Atlanta. 
and they they kind of they have a formula that works yeah it's so, so do the saints if we want to go back there <laughs> yeah here we go <laughs> broncos saints that's what we were going to talk about yep um no i mean we saw the raiders annihilate the broncos with the relentless rushing attack and so now the broncos got to play one of the best running backs in the league in alvin kamara and he's the dual threat pass catcher or run hander offer grabber so i think he's going to be a real issue for the defense coming off a good game it's like the saints offense is something very different than miami's as much as i like the dolphins and was high on them i don't think the broncos can keep up with the saints plus you got to defend michael thomas and emmanuel sanders so uh it just feels like it's gonna be a loss i mean yeah normally I think the Taysom Hill thing, though, just throws such a monkey Great. wrench into the yeah. whole situation that you kind of can give yourself a little bit of hope. Like, yeah, he played well against the Falcons, but let's get it's kind of like Tua. It's like he played well for two games in a row. Do we think he's just going to play well every week, or is he a guy in his fourth start and right. might go through some growing pains and it could be against us? Turns out, hit some turbulence. Taysom Hill is going to start his second game. Uh, do we expect every single game to go like the first one? Or do we expect him to kind of struggle at points because he's not like a pinpoint passer or uh, the scheme not, might not be there? Or what I think is important too is getting ahead of the Saints early and turning them into a team that's going to have to drop back yeah. and pass more than they want to. And uh, so like a bunch of roadblocks that could – that could kind of mess up their whole sure their whole okay that's i agree with all of that i guess we kind of at least i missed the real problem and that is the saints are coming off of a how many times they sacked matt ryan uh like eight times eight times times, yeah so the saints shut completely shut down the buccaneers offense and then they held Atlanta to three field goals. So as much confidence as maybe Drew Locke has heading into this, uh, I do <laughs> I do not like the Broncos matchup against that Saints front seven unless we see them stick to the running game again. I think like yeah. the only chance Denver has to beat New Orleans is if Pat Shermer sticks with Gordon and Lindsey running over 30 carries between them. I thought it was like the perfect balance. They were, they both got 15 and like 16 carries in that game. And it felt like it just made all the difference in the world for keeping some of the pressure off a lock. And I just don't know how effective they can be against the the saints front seven, which has just over like the last month started to play really solid football and their defense was not good in September. Like, that's why, in addition to, like, Breeze looking a little bit old, like, the Saints' defense was very questionable. But now it's kind of, like, it's found its its rhythm. So, I guess that would be my concern is the Broncos, Drew Locke under pressure against, I think, a really good pass rush, and then whether or not they can be consistent in the run game. If, say, the Broncos get down a touchdown or two, like, I don't care. I want to see them just 
keep running the ball, not trying to make up quick scores, because I think that's a recipe for disaster right now. Yeah, that's the thing is why did Drew Locke look better in the Miami game versus the Raiders game? Where you know the Dolphins have a better defense than the Raiders do. Yeah. And it's, it's not just because they're running the ball so well and you suck up the linebackers and you, you make the, the defense key in on the run. It's, it's part of that too. But also when you're only throwing the ball 30 times as opposed to yeah. 50 to 60 times, you get to choose your best plays. And so they get to the plays that are like designed for that game plan rather than we have to go to empty formation. All right, here's just like another shotgun pass, shotgun pass, uh, scan the whole field. You get to use the plays that were designed that week. Say, all right, we'll get them on the run. We'll get them. Cause you can't do that over and over again. If you're throwing the ball 50 times in a row and no one believes that you're going to run. So I think right. the balance really set up the, the play calling. Um, to go a little bit more in favor of Drew Locke's yeah. style of play. And that kept him from turning the ball over. And he still missed some throws. Like he, yeah. yeah, he missed Troy Fumagalli, but that's going to happen. <laughs> we kind of have to accept that. Uh, that's the one that he also hurts. Hit, yeah, he also hit some big strikes, like to Tim Patrick over the yeah. middle. That was a great pass. The corner out to Jerry Judy. Um, See, so they gave him a little more confidence. And I – I think it's just important because you got Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. You really should be <laughs> running the ball more often than not. Yeah. Uh, and then turning this into like what we saw with the Rams, like the Rams know like Jared Goff is, you know, who he is at this point. He's a really good quarterback uh, when you set up things. Yeah. Well yeah. around him. He looked great uh, Monday night. Like I was just yeah. like I was impressed with how well he played uh, outside those late two picks. But like he was just right. good. I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like maybe I've been writing him off. <laughs> but it's you have a guy calling the offense there that I feel is like a chess player, where they're looking three moves ahead with what they're doing on the current play. So it's like they're calling plays to set up the next play or the play after because they they're looking for some some things and then once they get that going they've they've got their rhythm and like the Rams completely abandoned the run because the Bucks were just shutting it down so they yeah then you do respond to how the defense is playing you yeah I think then it's it, you know it makes sense to pass golf through it like 49 times in that game and that's not a recipe for a lot of uh, wins, but in that situation, they were better throwing than they were running and Goff, Goff did that well. So we hope the Broncos don't have to get into that situation where Locke's got to throw it 49 times to win because we haven't seen that sort of consistency where you can have a bunch of short, effective throws um, and then Locke's going to be consistent enough to hit that deep one when it is open or, or whatever. We're going right. to kind of have to live with those misses, I think. And as long as they're misses that don't go to the other team, it's fine. Uh, it's, when they start, it's when they start ending up in the opponent's hands, you're like, ah, oh, shit. And we've seen both. Yeah, you want, you want to try not to throw any passes to Marshawn Lattimore, anybody like that. No, I would uh, say interceptions, bad. I'm, Unless it's Justin Simmons getting him. Holy shit. 
What a yeah. clutch! What a what a clutch player Simmons is. God covered so much ground on that pick. My God, Fitzpatrick thought he had the win all the way across the field. Oh, no, yet. <laughs> did you? I I think it was uh, when I was sort of pulling clips and rewatching after that interception. I thought this was cool. It was Ryan Fitzpatrick was having like a long conversation with Tua, and I think Fitzpatrick was telling mm-hmm. Tua what he saw and like why he threw that pick there I was like that's like that's just a nice thing to see a veteran probably and maybe they they could have been talking about fucking gardening I don't know but it looked like Fitzpatrick was telling him what went went wrong on that play and maybe how Tua can avoid making like the same mistake and uh obviously Patrick Fitzpatrick class act but rarely do you see a veteran quarterback in a game make a mistake like that and then go and try to maybe teach up the young guy. <laughs> like, I don't know. I rewatching us, I like to assume that it was a really heartfelt, nice moment. He's a good guy. Yeah. And if you want to lose, like you want to lose to someone like Fitzpatrick. Fuck yeah. That's exactly what I was telling myself while they were driving down. Like if like, I got to you know lose what? to Fitzmagic, all right, whatever. I can stomach that. Yeah, you, like yeah, okay. You can live with it. Like, would you rather get beat in the AFC Championship by the Patriots or like the the Browns? The Browns. Yeah, as embarrassing as it could be, you know. Whatever. You know, but also the Broncos undefeated against the AFC East this year. Ooh, that's Jets. right. Dolphins. Dolphins. Uh, Patriots. Patriots. So they got the Bills uh, in December here. And got the tough one. <laughs> yeah, that one's going to be tough. Well, they're maybe the Dolphins were the tough one. Excited to watch them. I think, you know, I was thinking too with Pat Shermer, it feels like he's better when he kind of accepts like his quarterback's limitations. So you think about his best work as an offensive coordinator was probably – in Minnesota with Case Keenum. Yeah, that's what probably got him his last two jobs, three jobs. Yeah. It's like he knew his limitations so well and he had constraints. And so he kind of called the – he was a little more crafty and rather than just like, all right, you know, Drew Locke's going to throw some laser passes here to Jerry Judy or Tim Patrick or whoever. He's like, I got to set this up really well. I got to use some deception. I got to like sequence my plays. And, uh, you know, it feels like he did that yep. in Miami or against Miami a little bit. And so no, I just want to see him stick to that and then maybe we'll, you we'll know. Cut him some slack. We'll, we'll cut him a little bit of slack for now. Yeah. No, it, we, we've been hard on him, uh, rightfully yes. so, because he's been in the NFL long enough where he shouldn't need until week 11 to figure this out. But uh, just us guessing. Um, a little guess, a little guess. We'll see. I mean, coming off a win, then playing a really good team like the Saints, uh, we'll see if the Broncos learned anything. <laughs> That's going to be my takeaway. Well, yeah. I mean, if they play competitively uh, and it comes down to last five minutes or so, I think we'll be pretty yeah. encouraged. Good point. If they're in it, in the final five minutes – that's a win no matter what the scoreboard says. Yeah. It's not, but it, it's good. Also, 
you know what's another win? Oh, no. Oh, you know. It is DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Tis the season for giving, and to celebrate the start of the most joyous time of year, DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all players the opportunity opportunity to cash in on a no-brainer this Thanksgiving. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you the chance to double your money if either Baltimore or Pittsburgh score a touchdown in Thursday night's game. That's going to get a little dicey now that half of the Ravens have COVID. Um, So keep your eye on that. All it takes for you to double your money is one touchdown. I guess Pittsburgh will probably score. Yes, you heard that right. All you have to do is opt in to the promotion, place your bet, and then sit back and watch the ball enter the end zone. Easy as pie. On top of that great offer, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. The holiday season is a time for family, so curl up on your couch with your favorite sportsbook and make it rain. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app app now. Use code DNVR when you sign up to get this offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you the chance to double your money if either Pittsburgh or Baltimore score a touchdown in Thursday night's game. That's right. All it takes is one tutty and you double your money when you use promo code DNVR during sign-up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. you got to be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. What is your final score prediction for the Broncos game? I'm going to go Saints 27 Broncos 23. Yeah, that feels right. 27, 23. I'll say Saints 30, Broncos 24. Okay. Um, Do you know the last time we've lost to the Saints? No. I, I don't have it off the top of my head. I was, I was wondering because last time we beat them was that Justin Simmons – Blocked extra point. Oh yeah, that game was awesome. The the time before that was the it was just Peyton Manning, like a three touchdown Peyton Manning game on Sunday Night Football. Before then, uh, Jay Cutler, and it was like Martin Gramatica missing a kick at the end. Oh wow! Before then, it was in the Superdome with. I think it was Champ Bailey making some ridiculous interception in the end zone, Jake Plummer. And then before then, I can't remember. It was probably like 2000, 2001, something. See, that is why I have Will. Look at that memory. I already forgot about Justin Simmons blocking that. uh, Was it a PAT or a field goal? It was a point after. Point after. And then Will Parks returned it for the the touchdown. And – Maybe his cleat touched the out-of-bounds line. We'll never know for sure. It was close. That was a great win. (laughs) That was. was. (laughs) I don't know if there's a team that's benefited more from the moving back of the extra point than the Broncos. Something I was adamantly against, and it got them to a Super Bowl, and it gave them that win. Um. Maybe. Yeah, how do you feel about it now? 
I still don't like it. I still don't yeah, like I don't either. that a team will score a touchdown and then there's a much greater percentage that they'll miss the extra point. Yeah, because like you just don't want the game to come down to a kicker. Yeah. Really. <clears throat> to me, it's the opposite of making the game more interesting or better. Yeah. I think it's yeah. like, like what I wanted was a two-point play where you could opt to do a long field goal try or the two-point conversion, and the one-point yes. play was your standard field goal. But I don't know. I like that. I think the Ravens would be scoring by eights on every single. Oh, probably yeah. Touchdown, but I mean, if I you got maybe, a good kick, maybe the but, Broncos would too. So yeah, no, McMahon has been solid all season. He's having one of his best seasons. Um, Peyton Manning made the, the top twenty-five finalists for the Hall of Fame. So he's gonna keep moving up that list. That it'll be a fun induction. Because it'll be uh, Peyton and um, who else is getting in? Uh, let me think. Let me think. He's already in. They just couldn't do. They didn't do the ceremonies oh, this year. Atwater. Yeah. Goddamn. Steve Atwater and Peyton Manning. I mean, hopefully, yeah. Let's, it'll right? be August by then, right? So yeah. they'll. I'm sure they'll be able to do some kind of ceremony. Should be. Let's hope. Come on, man. Let's fucking hope. Um, Derek Wolf will be taking my spot permanently on the program. Yep. <laughs> Starting uh, right now. Yeah, I meant to start the episode with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tweeted to Derek Wolf um, something like, "When Derek Wolf retires, I hope we do a foot. Or I want to do a football show, a weekly football show with him, planting the seed now." And then this morning he responded, interested. And the reason I did that yeah. is because he's responded to a couple of my tweets lately. So I was like, yeah, let's get a Derek Wolf show going. Uh, yeah, he doesn't uh, He doesn't follow a lot of people. He follows, I'm looking at it right now, he follows 132 people on Twitter. Wow. And congrats, you are one of them. Yeah, it's I didn't mostly even. like players he played with too. So he isn't like, you know. It's not like a bunch of guys in the media he he's you know responding to so hey yeah feels good doesn't it i uh i didn't think about how that would probably put your entire existence into jeopardy <laughs> but okay. uh, your job is not safe will it shouldn't be let's hope that's Derek you, wolf can write comedy my, <laughs> keep my ass to the grindstone all right, well, no, I hope I bet- everybody has a great holiday weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy turkey stuffing, mother-loving day. Benchwarmerbrew.com, baby. It is live right now. 11 o'clock is the exact minute it went live, which just happened, although this podcast will upload at a different time, but it's live. Right now. Good night and good Thanksgiving luck. Tis the season for giving, and to celebrate the start of the most joyous time of year, DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all players the opportunity to cash in on a no-brainer this Thanksgiving. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a chance to double your money if either Baltimore or Pittsburgh scored a touchdown in Thursday night's game. 
All it takes for you to double your money is one touchdown. Yes, you heard that right. All you have to do is opt in to the promotion, place your bet, and then sit back and watch the ball enter the end zone easy as pie. On top of that great offer, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. The holiday season is a time for family, so curl up on your couch with your favorite sportsbook and make it rain. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you the chance to double your money if either Pittsburgh or Baltimore score a touchdown in Thursday night's game. That's right, all it takes is one tutty and you double your money when you use promo code DNVR during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.